A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Debuts and surprises. No, this isn't the name of my brand new EP, but they are often the best things about wrestling because we talk about them for ages. Chris Jericho in 1999, Kane in 1997, Lex Luger just turning up on the first ever Nitro. I love it. That does mean, though, when something like this gets cancelled, man, it sucks. So let's keep these sad vibes going because, yes, I am Simon from What Culture. Please do subscribe. And this is 10 hyped WWE debuts that were indeed canned. Number 10, Cassius Ono. Or Chris Hero, just so you all know who we're talking about. The dude recently joined AEW as an agent, so it all ties in. Cassius Ono was his NXT name, and after smashing it on the indie scene with tag team partner Cesaro, the pair got hired because yeah, go watch their matches. They're really, really good. He carried this on and his dark yet hard-hitting style was a joy to watch when he kind of got into it with WWE brass. They liked his work but felt his physique needed some shifting because you know the deal. Vince McMahon is all about the look. It meant even though he had a great feud with William Regal and even the Wyatt, he was taken off TV to try and get in better shape and that was that any plans were stolen away from us. He did return in 2016, but that was more for a coaching role. And if CM Punk had his way, Hero would have been the third member of The Shield. You know the deal there. WWE picked Roman Reigns instead, but still. Chris should have been given at least one try on the main roster. The dude is so good. Number nine, Ron Waterman. It's not so rare now, but Ron Waterman was somewhat unique for his time. He was an MMA dude who found wrestling and wrecked people because he had cool-looking submissions. He was ahead of the game. He was brought into OVW when he was part of that class with John Cena, Batista, Brock Lesnar, and Randy Orton. And like them, he was super jacked. Also, WWE officials thought he was just as good as the company he kept. Waterman was given some dark matches against Jeff Hardy, which did expose some of his wrestling flaws. But again, he was big and ripped, so Vince McMahon had his debut planned before he changed his mind. Ultimately, his co-workers felt that Ron was too green to handle the main roster. And given that he was older than the usual recruits, this soon fell by the wayside. Lots of people have said that this was due to Brock too. I mean, they weren't wildly different in terms of their backgrounds, and Lesnar was far younger. So Waterman was cut, and we know the deal with the Beast. I think he went on to do okay. Number eight, Alicia. NXT Season 3, 2010. Alicia walked in, and she was six foot nine. Everybody thought she was going to win. This was when the series was more of a game show, and yes, it was as odd as that sounded, but it did give us stars like AJ Lee and Naomi, so I suppose there's some good to come out of it. And they just did weird things all the time, as they did here, because everybody had to have a mentor, and Alicia was given Vicky Guerrero doesn't make any sense. We never found anything out though because she was gone before the thing even started. 
Who knows why? The storyline was that Vicky had gotten rid of her, whereas the talk of the town was she was so inexperienced and big, everybody was worried she could hurt people. It is kind of a shame, as we've seen plenty of people make it to Raw and SmackDown before they're ready as they learn on the job, and this would have been so damn different. Not sure we've ever had a female giant this big in WWE. Kind of feels like we should have done what we're meant to do, and taught her how to wrestle. What do I know? Number seven, Tom McGee. We did a video about this recently, but yeah. WWE management thought Tom McGee was the new Hulk Hogan. I am not kidding. After all, he was bigger, more athletic, and after a match with Bret Hart was clearly a far superior wrestler. It was perfect until it wasn't. Essentially the ultimate warrior before the ultimate warrior, McGee was gifted a lifetime performance thanks to the hitman who made him look amazing. Makes sense. Brett was asked to do this and he smashed it. That's how great he was. The powers that be just assumed this was Tom, so they strapped the rocket to him until they saw him fight some other people and it wasn't the same at all. All of this happened on the house show circuit in 1986 and genuinely, it went from, oh my gosh, we got to get him on TV to, <laughs> let's not even employ him in a matter of months. What a turnaround. You can see this now and it doesn't take a genius to figure it out. I suppose Vince McMahon was just desperate for a hot new superstar. And as McGee had his favorite body type, he bet the farm on him. Amazingly, this would not be the last time it happened. Number six, New Jack. A story that always seems to do the rounds every few years. It does feel like at one stage, WWE thought about bringing in New Jack. This feels crazy to me. As if you don't know, nobody was more nuts than Jack as he would just do whatever the flub he wanted, often crossing the line and scaring the shit out of everyone. He was the least PG wrestler imaginable. In 2004 though, the two did get into discussions and amazingly, he was going to feud with John Cena. Now this was before Cena had become Super John, but still, it's just so bonkers. You can see when New Jack would have tied in as WWE did a story to write Cena off TV to shoot the Marine, where apparently he got stabbed in a nightclub and the stabber would have been drumroll please new jack i mean at least people could have believed in that ultimately i suppose management got cold feet as they went with carlito's right hand man jesus which was equally as baffling for different reasons and of course cena defeated this guy when he returned at armageddon i would guess this was best all around as everybody said jack was not that easy to deal with and while paul Heyman put up with this in ecw i cannot see mcmahon being as cool with it 
Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash whatculture. Number five, Angelina Love. The beautiful people were quite the act in TNA. Even when the promotion went off the rails, they stood out is why WWE was interested in one half of the act, Angelina Love. This made even more sense in 2006. It's when the Divas era was in full effect. Sadly, Love couldn't get any luck, and 10 days before she was set to arrive on Raw, she suffered an ACL injury, and she was out for ages. Sucks. Even when it healed, Angelina couldn't catch a break, as she was then struggling with that old classic, the Vince McMahon rewrites. That meant even though Love was ready to go in August of that year for a SmackDown debut, she was pulled at the last minute. That's not right, man. Imagine the disappointment. The real shock was within a week of that she was let go as WWE did a round of cuts. Thankfully, Angelina went back home and became a cornerstone of the knockout division. Still, though, when you're that close, it is a tough pill to swallow. Number four, Harry Smith. Harry Smith's association with WWE is so weird. He did have that run during the 2010s when he tagged with Tyson Kidd, but otherwise he would return and leave the company all the time, and there was never an explanation. After he first left, he did make a name for himself in Japan before coming back to the WWE in 2021, and then yeah, it happened again. Because he worked one dark match, had a comeback video released on YouTube, and then he vanished. He never made it to TV, and within four months was shown the door... What is going on? It must sting a bit because Smith was also penciled in to be part of Legacy back in 2009, and that spot at least would have given him an opportunity. Not even sure what does happen going forward. This kind of feels like it's run its course. So weird. Number three, Justin Bieber. That's right, you heard me correctly. What a world we live in. I'm sort of glad that WWE didn't do this because it would have happened in 2014, which was the same year John Cena had just ran rampant throughout the Wyatt family. Bray and friends couldn't lay a glove on Cena, so why not get to SummerSlam and do John, The Big Show, and Justin versus the Eater of Worlds and his buddies? Once again, I am not kidding. The good guy team was planned to win as well, and there was also some chat about Cena giving Bieber an AA. I kind of feel like I'm making this up. But no, it is all out there, and for whatever reason, Justin just changed his mind. Likely is for the best. Although we did go and get Kevin Federline instead. Number two, Hayde Vanson. I am a bit bored of talking about Hayde Vanson. It's not his fault. He just gets on these lists all the time. But I get it. Because he was literally moments away from starting a feud with The Undertaker. That's right. We had promos, interviews, and everything else air on live TV. And the plans were in place. Vanson was going to be the guy to heat up the dead man as he headed into WrestleMania. That is quite the spot to get on day one. Happening in December 2008, you even saw the man on the big screen. And then Booker Freddie Prince Jr. has confirmed all of this. A lot of it was his idea. Sadly, when Triple H saw these vignettes and realized that at best Hayde was 5'11", he went to Vince McMahon, put forward the case that this was not Undertaker material, and yep, we killed it off. We were never told where it went either. It just stopped. You think we would have done something to explain why this weird video just played on our second biggest show? (laughs) 
but we didn't. Number one, Gable Steveson. So as of me speaking, Gable Steveson has just made his WWE debut against Baron Corbin at the Great American Bash. Don't want to be that guy but I don't think it went to plan. And I'm not sure WWE has any clue what they want to do with this guy either, because he has debuted over and over again, and sometimes he doesn't even show up. I do get the hoopla too, as he is a legit gold medalist, and we know how that goes, but after arriving at WrestleMania 38, throwing Chad Gable around, and getting drafted to Raw, he continued to train at the Performance Center. What? It's all been wrapped in rumors that Gable is taking a while to get to grips with pro wrestling, and even Booker T was like, I'm not sure if this dude's heart is in it, man. But I can't trust these announcements anymore, now can I? I mean, maybe it's true, maybe it's not true, maybe I'm being lied to. I have absolutely no idea. Know of any other hype WWE debuts that were indeed canned? Please let me know in the comments below, and don't forget to like the video, share the video, and subscribe. You can then head over to whatculture.com where you can read more articles like this with your eyes. If you look on the screen, you will see another video, and I implore you to give it a click. But also, follow us on social media at WhatCultureWWE and SimonMiller316. My name is Simon from WhatCulture. Thank you very much for joining me as always. I hope you have a terrific day, and I will see you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.